better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are back on Condo's Couch Monday, episode 16 of Monday's Experts. Uh, Christmas has come and gone, but I think it's going to stay for about another six months. Uh, Woody, Bez, and we've got Jared and, uh, and Barnsley on the line. Yep. Yeah, good. Welcome. Morning, Morning gentlemen. Morning, Bez. Hey, fellas. How are we? Well, I'm not an expert and it's Monday, so let's just get that definitely straight. I want to start off to all our listeners, viewers, anyone that thinks that I have fucking any idea on the NRL, I don't. It's like you've gone into the confessional and you're telling your sins because you're coming last. I know. Every time (laughs) I watch the game, I'm like, I fucking said everything that they're not doing. Or they are doing. Was... Including that the Dolphins get beaten by 100. You're, you're 114th, Woods. <laughs> out of, one, out of 128. <laughs> That's how we've got a full-blown professional expert telling us what to do. And you did the opposite. I did the opposite. Did you back the Tigers? Yeah. Fucking not going to do that for the rest of the year. Okay, well, we'll get to the NRL because there's going to be a lot of banter on that one. Let's start off with the rugby. Uh, Barnsley, some big results on the weekend. Uh, first question I've got for you on the Super four, the super Rugby. Is it going to be a three or four horse race? Well, it usually is every year, fellas. I think it. I think you'll have uh, Brumbies are really showing, uh, you know, that they could match it. And beating the Blues was a big result for them. Crusaders will be there about. They bounce back well. Chiefs and... You know, then some. Then there's going to be another side. It's either going to be a, a, maybe a second Australian side, or um, you know, or the uh, or another Kiwi side will find a way either in the Hurricanes or something like that. So yeah, look, I'd imagine it'd be that. Um, hopefully, we're not going to see the cricket scores that we saw on a few of the games. But yeah, um, Super Round in Melbourne. I, I can't understand why the hell hold it down there. I think I saw three people in the crowd, including a dog. So um, <laughs> yeah, look, I. I'm not sure what the go is with that. Like, you've got to hold it in either Sydney or uh, or Brisbane, and if it's not held there, why aren't we holding it in New Zealand? So, anyway, that was um, my takeaways. But, look, I'm really impressed with the Brumbies. I thought they were good um, against a really good Blues outfit. So, uh, that looked up there. And then the Reds putting 70 over the fourth. So, you know, that sort of surprised me there as well. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see more of the Aussie teams knocking off Kiwi teams. Barnsley, that was uh, the the Blues Brumbies. It was sort of test match intensity, wasn't it? Yeah, it was physical, and I think in order to beat the Blues, you've got to uh, you've got to match them there. And the Brumbies did that. Look, I don't know what the uh, the thing is. The Brumbies have got in the water, but they turn club players into really bloody good Super Rugby players and even Test players. So you know, like I think the key denominator down there when you look back through the teams is Laurie Fisher. So. Their breakdown, to beat the Brumbies, you've got to match them at the breakdown and very few teams are able to do that and, and that's a lot of Laurie's work. So uh, whatever he's doing down there, mate, they, um, I know he's retiring at the end of the year but I'll be doing everything to keep him in, there some, in what, some way, shape or form. Eric, uh, I've got a question. Chatting out in the surf yesterday about a player, I think maybe for, 
think for the Crusaders, one of the All Black players, Artie Safari, was like having a. Was it him that was having the punch up on the way out, or it was a big blow? Oh yeah, that was in the Hurricanes Hur- game. Hurricanes yeah, he game. Sort of, he did the. He yeah, did, I'm he did slit the old... your throat. Oh, in the haka? <laughs> no, no, in, like no. he had a blow up and was going off. I think he was getting sent off, and it was all happening. Oh, so he's going to send the horse's head round? Yeah, I don't know what, what happened there, Ben. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I, I, I don't know. I just think he had a bit of a brain snap. And Artie's not usually like that. I think he plays with a bit of fire, but usually he's pretty clean. So, yeah, he got into a bit of a push and shove and then did the old throat split at the end of it. So, as he was walking <laughs> oh, off. And, uh, look, it's, you know what I mean, like, far out. Everyone's fired up. Drama. It's like the push and shove these days. It's always a bit here and there. But at least, look, mate, it puts rugby in the papers. So that's a good thing. Well, well Barnsley, as we sign off on the rugby and we move on to the, uh, onto the cricket, uh, just a reminder for all our listeners out there, we do have Eddie Jones as a live podcast on uh, Wednesday the 25th uh, of April, which will, be, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Barnsley, quick question. Is Jorgensen a World Cup bolter, do you reckon? Is he a chance or he looks good oh, for I the Tars? Bolder. I'd say definitely he'd be in the picture, mate. Like, I, I think Eddie's, Eddie's motto all through the years has been, if you're young enough, if you're good enough, you're old enough. So, yeah. you know, I think, you know, Matt Guido hadn't even played a super rugby game and he picked him the best rugby. So, oh, okay. um, same with Lloyd Johansson, a couple of other guys as well. So, Eddie's got form in doing this. He loves giving guys a shot. So, whether whether Jorgo's that guy, I don't know. But I think, you know, someone like Vunavala will come back into the picture. There'll be other guys who'll get a look in. And at least Eddie, what he'll do, I think he'll bring big, bring big squads into camp. Just to see, run his eye over what he sees. Because yeah. you really don't know with some of these guys. Some guys can have amazing super rugby form, but you put them in the test environment, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And then you've got other guys who you think are average at super, but then all of a sudden you put them at test and you go, shit, this bloke's got something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think Jorgensen, mate, he's shown some really good signs, strong in contact, even though he's a little man. And, and in world rugby at the moment, some of those little fellas, you know, he's talking... Back to Clerk, Cheslin Colby with South Africa, they're sh- and Damien McKenzie with NZ. They're showing that they can play at that level despite their size. So, yeah, it'd be a look in. Beautiful. Well, we move on to the cricket. Um, it was nearly wrapped up by the time the NRL started on Thursday night at 8 pm, but uh, fantastic uh, second innings by the Aussies, led by Travis Head in good form. Um, really took to the bowling. Um, sets up for a great finish when they go to. Uh, Wherever the next one is, 130,000 people where Modi will have 85,000 of the tickets it's, uh, done I, and dusted. It's Butter Chicken Stadium. Butter Chicken Stadium? Yeah. Whereabouts oh, in no, India is that? Been a lot of, there's, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of chat around in your facts. Can we get some clarification on it? Where in the hell did you get 85,000 people <laughs> that this bloke's going to come out? Like, I know James Pitch Pearson, Keith River Pickett, they're blowing up. Well, Barnsley, they can blow up as much as they want. They can blow up as much as they want. They don't do as much reading as Condo does. And I'm not going to give away my sources. The stadium only holds no, 75,000. Oh, it was, I don't know, 2 a.m. on Wednesday night reading something in India. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it out from somewhere. But it's, it's, it was it, the it, Batuta Advocate. It's, uh, it's 100%. Yeah. Uh, it was the People magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woody, you are on fire. Fun facts. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'll, I'll pull it out, Barzi. It's some, it was some Indian publication. But anyway, uh, Nathan Lyon was excellent. Uh, Travis Head, will we see changes? Have we got any, anyone coming back for injury? Um, do you think we'll see a changed uh, 11, Barzi? Well, Cummins will be come back into the side, I suspect. He'll do you be think back. he'll be back? Yeah. yeah. 
I reckon. He will. Yeah. Yep. So, and mate, I think having Stark, having Stark there too, really helps. You know, so you know, just be able to summon a bowl quick at the death would be handy. You know what I mean to have that. But the biggest thing was, mate, we batted well. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this series has been won by whichever side can eke out over 150 runs because it's that hard to bat. So if whichever side can get that goes a long way to winning because we've both got really potent spin, you know, spinning options. So um, we were able to do that in the first first innings, which was bloody good to see. So, um, oh, not sorry, in our, in our first innings, and we obviously rolled them quickly. But I think, you know, it comes down to our batsman. And Travis Head showed good intent. Kawaja again when it got tough. So, yeah, I think it poses to be a good game, the fourth one. What's your take, Beric, on uh, Head's opening partner with... Um with Kawaja, do you think that's a good combo moving forward if, um, I don't know, if Warner doesn't come back from injury for the next test or, you know, any of the England England stuff? Yeah, I, I think for sure, Woody, because one thing about Travis Head is he takes the game on. Yeah. And we need, back when we were at our best in terms of opening partnerships, Langer and Hayden, they didn't muck, they didn't muck around. Yeah. And then you also had Gilchrist opening in the one day with mm. Hayden too, so... Yeah, you know, we're as Australian cricketers, we obviously talk about that tough mentality. You know what I mean? And we want to be, you know, a bit of abrasive in how we do it. And you need to set the tone there. Now, I know Warner's always done that, but you're replacing relatively like for like. But I think we've got to be honest here. And I'm a big Dave Warner fan. I just don't know if he's got what it takes. Look, maybe you give him a crack at the Ashes if he can get fit, but his time's running low, and maybe they do have to make the hard call. Do you give him a chance, like one-off test for the World Test Championship, our first ever final? Would you put him in, back in there for that game in England? Well, the good thing, like Davey's a big game player, mate, and he's in England. You know, look, I suppose you've got to give him a give him a shot, mate, in terms of his record. But if he doesn't get runs there, then I don't know. I think look, it comes down to that call. Selectors are going to have to make it sooner. So you, what you don't want is him to get runs there and then you have an Ashes series and he just goes through a, you know, a, re, a, a patch where he's been in as well. So, ah, fuck, it's a tough one, Woody. If Cummins comes in, Barnsley, who, who um, makes way for him? Do we keep a, try and keep like a green still in there? How do you – because, I mean, as you said, to your point, you want to make sure that you're um, stacking your batters. Come down to the assessment of the pitch, won't it, if it's a spinning pitch again? I yeah, think that's know. what they'll do, mate. I think Andrew McDonald's shown that they've got they're willing to rotate squads in order to see what they're gonna what they're gonna get. So, yeah. you know, like I think we've got can't underestimate reverse swing and that ability of someone like a star to rip in there at the end and, and clean up tail enders. And we've seen India's actually made all their runs at the tail. So, you know, Akshar Patel, um, where Ashwin and even um Asia, they've been the guys who've been the informed batsmen for them. So, you know, I'd be thinking about how can I get their tail out as well as their top order. Righto. Well, uh, let's uh, let's move on to the UFC. Um, a big one, yes, though, Woody. Is he the best we've seen? John Jones? He's a freak. Absolute freak. He's uh, to go up in weight and not have a fight for, I think, just under three years and then finish um, Cyril Garn in the first round like that. Like, he just threw him to the ground. He's a real showman, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it'll be a big test if he fights Stipe, the, uh, who's had the most belt defences, greatest ever heavyweight. He's going to fight him next, more than likely. So, I don't know. He looked, he looked, he looked horrifying. 
the uh, these fights always bring out the stars. But did you see when they walked in and obviously you know if you walk in it has Jimmy Woo like your name, yeah, yeah. name tag on the <laughs> yeah, like, on the seat and Brady walked up to his seat and it had goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever put the uh, well, name it would have been Dana White because he's from Boston, and you know, obviously New England connection. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They'd be yeah, giving him a bit of love. Starting to fall, Peachy, the Peachy dummy. Then Dykes, now back for Peachy. Oh, look at Andrew Johns, ladies and gentlemen. Righto, well, let's, uh, let's move on to the talking point. The, the NRL kicked off on Thursday night. Um, Jared, from reading the play, our expert, he got his first best bet up, uh, which was um, Woody. I hope you were on it. Because oh, the, ball, the ball and all little 20 bucker, we were on it. I didn't do which shit. Which was uh, Cowboys, uh, sorry, Manly into the Cowboys. They were two, well, Manly were obviously dominant, but the Cowboys game was a cracking game. Mm. Welcome, Jared. Gentlemen, it's back. It's back. So is Wayne Bennett in his press conferences. Well, I mean, the two great things out of the weekend was Ricky Stewart had a whinge in his first ever press conference back for the new year, so nothing else has changed. Uh, and Wayne was just the master. I mean, uh, Wayne handled it to a plum as he did. And, uh, you know, the key thing looking at the Dolphins in the weekend was that we all knew and expected that Wayne would have their head right. And then what did that mean in the result? Well, uh, it meant that they just competed and competed and competed all the way through the game. I thought the Roosters were poor. And Roosters really dropped away in the second half. The Dolphins took their opportunities and went on with just, you know, an amazing result. I mean, if we look at the weekend, a snapshot, uh, five favourites won, three underdogs got up. That's probably a little bit more to the favourites than normal in uh, week one. We normally see the underdogs outperform in the opening weeks. Uh, upsets, well, obviously the Dolphins and then the Broncos. You know, the Broncos were 14-point. Um, Underdogs going into that game at Penrith and end up coming away with a, a one-point victory. And so against my expectations for the weekend, the four that overperformed, the Broncos clearly and uh, winning the Raiders, I had them uh, somewhere around uh, eight and a half uh, underdogs. They ended up getting back into the game, uh, lost in a close one. The Dolphins clearly, you know, the markets had them somewhere in the vicinity of about 18 point underdogs to end up coming up with a straight up win by 10 points the way they did. Certainly a massive overperformance. And the Titans in the last game, I mean, the market had them minus 14, uh, four and a half. Uh, I lit up Twitter on Friday by stating I just could not understand how the market had the game like that. I had Tigers fans jumping out of trees for three days trying to give it to me and sat back and watched the Tigers implode. And um, so the Titans would be another one. So, yeah, some some key talking points out of the weekend, guys. I thought the um, starting with that game on Thursday night, I, I reckon the Panthers seemed to really miss kick out down that left edge, in, particularly in attack. Um, they looked a bit clunky, I reckon, down that left side where he normally attacks. Um, I thought that young Sonny Luke was really good at halfback as a replacement for Appy. He looked good. Um, but... They are definitely a, a step down from last year. You can see there's, they're missing something there uh, for sure. Well, I, I, I agree with that. So, and I did mention um, a week ago and the week prior when we did a preview, I, you know, the Panthers were $2.80 to miss the top four. Well, I can assure you there's none of that around today. And you now the Panthers had 49 sets in the attacking red zone. 
uh, and yet can only come up with 12 points. And um, underlines your point, I thought their attack was clunky. Uh, I think they've got some issues on that left edge. Um, and St. Luke, I thought, made a difference when he came on at nine. So there's a, a, a key proposition there. The other thing to remember with the Panthers as they get going into the season is that this squad had 20 players playing the World Cup. So uh, they're always probably going to start slowly, which clearly they now have. Um, and whether they get that going and momentum on the back of losing some key players, that uh, Corey is obviously one, Apicea. Uh, so um, big watch on the Panthers, and their draw's not uh, soft into the opening weeks either. Barnsley, what did you? Uh, what were your takes out of the weekend? Uh, I thought the game of the round was the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. Um, I I loved what I saw from the Sharks in terms of their commitment, their team. What what I love what City's done there, and and I also I thought tip my hat to the Bunnies, like they have class across the park, and they they were good enough to get it done in the face of a really hostile Shark crowd and Sharks coming at them, and they showed that they've you know they've got class. And I was uh, my three players of the round were Lachlan Ilias. I thought yeah. he. Show that he's a ball player now at can actually, and they scored all their tries down the right edge. Now I know Moylan had a bit of a tough night, but to show that they've got both sides of the field now where they can hurt you, the bunnies. I think they were the form team for me of the round. Um, and then my other two players of the round, most improved guy I've seen in the NRL is Sean O'Sullivan. Back, yeah, back when he was playing for the Broncos and that, I thought Jesus, this place limited. But what he's shown, he's become a genuine ball player, guy takes on the line, and then having his left foot kicking too. Um, just a real competitor. I thought he played well. And then the hitman, um, Kafusi. Mate, I haven't seen shots like that since Trevor Gilmeister played Origin. He, he put five of them on in a game-turning performance, I thought, for them. So uh, they were my three players of the round, um, personally. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, a couple of those. Sorry, Jared, you go. Well, I was going to say, picking up on a couple of Berg's points, I mean, Confusing was outstanding. The other thing to watch is Confusing, some of those hits were both shoulders. I mean, he was hitting with his right and his left. Mm-hmm. I mean, his timing and his leg drive is just outstanding, and he breaks people in half. Um, I thought the two best quality games of the weekend in terms of um, where I'd rate them in terms of quality of form was the Panthers-Broncos, and I agree with Berg about the Sharks-Rabbits. Only question mark, and it's a key watch for mine in the coming weeks about the Sharks, is um, against these top six teams over the last 12 months, they're leaking too many points and getting beat. And again, they uh, leaked too many points and realistically only had one key out. Um, and the Rabbits, I thought, were very clever. They targeted that edge where Moylan was. Moylan made nine misses on the night. I mean, mm. they, they just can't afford to have that happening into weeks to come. But I give them a big uh, a big chance this week because um, there's a lot of stuff that they did wrong that Fitzy normally gets right, and I'm sure he'll get that right this week into the game against Parramatta. Yeah, uh, I'm good to watch. I, yeah, I, I thought all those things too, Jared. Um, I'm trying to think what else, what else I'd bloody pick up on the weekend. Well, <laughs> what about this? I'm dribbling shit. What about this one, Bez and Jared? What about the Roosters signing? Brendan Smith for whatever amount and letting Sam Verrills go to the Titans, who fucking was on fire last night against the Tigers. If he's not the best, if he wasn't the best player in the game last night for, he's very good. for the Titans, he, he was unbelievable. I feel like it was maybe a big 
fuck up there by the Roosters, letting him go. Well, the other, the, the key follow for the Roosters too, Woody, is uh, what's the backup for Brandon Smith? Because uh, it's going to take many weeks for him to be able to play eighty minutes. Eighty minutes, yeah. Uh, and if he gets injured and or he's not getting to eighty minutes, well, then where's the backup? Because it was a gaping hole yesterday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, c- coming back to the Tigers and the Titans. I mean, firstly, you know, I I thought the Titans. Um, if I was Holbrook going into half time, I would have needed the count to 10 very slowly to have not lost my marbles because I thought in the first 15 minutes they absolutely shot themselves in the foot with um, self-imposed errors that just gave the Tigers such a leg up. Yet, when all of a sudden they got a little bit of ball after about uh, the 12th or 14th minute, they turned it around with two quick tries and then got a little bit of confidence, got into the game and the rest we saw. The other thing about the Tigers, it does not matter... You can, you can sign 53 blokes in the off-season that are, that are rep players from everywhere else. If you don't get it right, training into the off-season and into your first um, few weeks, and I know it's only round one, but the, the Tigers had 47 sets, uh, 47 plays in the red zone and came up with 10 points. Yeah, yeah the other you, – you made a question yesterday afternoon when you texted me, Jared. What do you think was the, was the change of moving uh, Papalihi to – the opposite side to where he played at Parramatta. Well, supposedly... He was outstanding you know, last year. Well, he was. And the other thing is he's got a right foot step. So if you want to, if you want to play a, a, a guy who's got a right foot step to his best advantage, you play him on the right edge so he's, he's uh, stepping back in through a hole, which is what Pablo did so well at Parramatta. Now, supposedly, uh, coming through the Warriors when he first went to the Eels, he played on the left, uh, supposedly at his request, in going to the Tigers was that he wanted to go back to the left. Well, oh, I mean, okay. it's a tail wagging the dog here. I mean, if I'm a coach trying to pick a team with the best players in the best positions, now, in the background, they've got Bateman coming back in the coming weeks, and Bateman likes to play on the right, so that looks like where the matchup is going to be. Um, I don't know. I, I, I still think that um, I love him on the right. I can see the fact that Bateman's... Um, going to want to play on the right. That's the balance that they're going forward with. But, yeah, their, their key issue is defending through the middle uh, and then their execution and attack, and in particular their seven, was just woeful. For me, out yeah, of the I week, know, uh, Jared, I, sorry. I, sorry, go, sorry, go, Barnsley. I was going to say with the time, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of optimistic on that front. Like, I, I, I was fucking entertained yesterday afternoon for the first time in about five years watching the Tigers, and that was exciting for me. Like, they're going to get beaten comfortably in these first few rounds, but I've got to hope come mid-year that once they get their fitness and ball-playing ability across the park to a point that, you know, that levels up, I don't know. I reckon they're going to give some teams a bit of curry because, like, watching Dave Clemmer throwing cutout balls yesterday, watching Luke Brooks, who usually is poor, but I know what you're saying, Jared. he didn't come up with a lot, but he was skipping on the outside on blokes and creating opportunities. He's just... He just made some poor decisions at the at the line at the end of those things, but I saw some positives in their performance, and at least I'll turn on the TV to watch them now. Yep. I, I agree with you, Beric, and I, I think they're on the right path. The problem they're going to have is that there's such a pressure side in the media that mm. um, you know if they're losing games, everybody wants to cave in on them, and and yeah. uh, and, and so all of a sudden that builds internal pressure about trying to perform and not play to what they're trying to do, and. Uh, yeah, really interesting matchup this week because they're still at Leichhardt. They play the Knights. Both yeah. teams come off a loss. Um, 
Yeah, I, that's reasonably evenly matched, but on, on what I saw out of the first round, I think the Tigers are rightly favourites. On You'd have to think that if they can just sharpen up a little bit of what they were doing yesterday, that they're a fair chance of winning that game. And I think they need a breakthrough in the next week or two to just get that confidence and keep doing what they're doing. What's your thoughts, boys, um, on the independent um, doctor with the head, the HIA oh, stuff? You're, you're high, highlighting this after Kalen's situation. Well, uh, well, you hear them. You hear the. I, I watched the press conference, and he was like, "Mate, I was completely fine. Like, I don't know. I mean, his one was sort of like a bit of a. They were going for the ball. I think he hit the hip of one of the, the players, um, one of the forwards. But he didn't stumble. He didn't stagger. My, um, my take would be that. Any doctor, whether it's independent or a club doctor, has high integrity. So, I, for me, I don't think it really matters. But I think it's just. Well, like... I, tell you, I tell you what the issue is for the coaches' guys, and I agree with them, is that the independent doctor making decisions is watching off a television screen based in the bunker. He's yeah. not at the ground. And, we'll, and, and, so, and they can rate does, it. Does too. that matter, but Jared? Well, I just think that um, if, if the doctor's at the ground, he's actually watching the back play after the incident. And then he's actually yeah, able okay. to assess the player when he comes to the sideline. Like they're in a bunker, aren't they? These blokes. They're not even. They're well, not watching it live. Yeah, they're in a bunker. I thought they were at the ground, mate. Yeah, but no, they're in the. I thought they were in the bunker at the ground. They've changed it this year, mate. He's watching okay. it out of the out of Sydney. And see, so that makes it even yeah, worse okay. because he oh. then he rates the he rates it from that point, doesn't he? So can't he say the yeah, doctor well, Jerry can say that's a level blah blah? Get him off, like in Kalen's. Um, well, situation, he missed the rest of that game where it was on the line. It would have been telling if he was on there for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like O'Brien said and, and Wayne Bennett said in the lead up to the week was that you know, if it's your own doctor or if it's an independent doctor that's at the ground, but let's say it's going to be your own doctor because it's going to be really difficult to have an independent doctor at every, every ground for every game. Well, A, they're watching what's going to happen in the back play straight after the incident. And then B, if the player has got to come from the field, they're, they're making that assessment when they do on the sideline. Um, it makes so much more sense, especially about something that is very technical with HIA. Yeah. yeah. Where they Jared, can how physically... many games each weekend are there? Eight. Eight. That's eight doctors, mate. We've got to find who are independent. Yeah. I don't think that's hard to find. And oh, Beric, I'm with you. But I don't think they can be a club doctor. It just can't happen, mate. I've been in those circumstances and say what you want. They've all got high integrity. I don't denounce, don't deny that. But, like, mate, they're under pressure. So they're pressure to win. And that, and I just don't think it's got to be independent. And, they, and I get your point about being at the ground. I think that solves a few of the issues with it. But at the end of the day, boys, we're fighting a much bigger war yeah, here. Like the NRL sure. is behind it. They've got to get concussions. Like they've got to get aspects of it right and be seen to be doing as much as possible or else. The lawsuits and things that are coming are just yeah. going to be, and, you know. And, yeah. Derek, you're 100% right. It would, would not be difficult in a billion-dollar game to have five, a panel of five or six doctors. You'd have one based in Brisbane who does the Gold Coast, Brisbane and North Queensland. Yep. Um, you'd, you'd have, you know, two or three based in Sydney who'd do Newcastle or Canberra and the Sydney games. You'd have one that looks after Melbourne, one that looks after New Zealand, and then, yep. you know, one or two that travel. I agree. In a billion-dollar game, it would not be hard to get that right. But is that no, the issue No, not at then? all, mate. Is... And you're only paying them for one or two days a week. If that, yeah. you know, one to, one to review everything on, say, a Monday and two to do their job on Saturday or probably Thursday to Monday, Thursday to Sunday. 100%. But is the is that the issue? Like, is the is it proof in the pudding that, that, that we can't get these independent doctors because they don't want anything to do with it either? Oh, they'd be able to get the doctors. Yeah, but yeah like, they'd be able to get the doctors. Yeah, right. Uh, for we me, the, 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 
for me, the takeaway from the weekend, uh, it feels like an eternity away, but uh, was Melbourne Storm on Thursday night just finding ways to win with the amount of guys they had out. Uh, oh. Really gutsy display. And I think the second thing was Saturday, the Bulldogs just looked really clunky. So, I, I, you clunky. know, and, and, you know, Sats, you touched on it in their first mm. half together in their first trial game, how good their defence looks. Yep. Uh, it hasn't looked good since. So I know Serraldo's a defensive coach, but yep. he's got a lot of work to do there. And their, their signings, Reid Marnie was probably one of the best players on the field, but Kikau was probably one of the worst. He was, Yeah, he was ordinary. Just shows you how difficult it is to go from that assistant coach, whether you're the defensive coach or the 2IC or the attack coach, up to that head coach role. Like all the raps on Serraldo have been outstanding. And not saying he's not a, a great coach, but it just shows you that... that Oh, it's early days, up. but he's got it's a lot of work. Days. He's got a lot of work to do there. I still well, think with the Bulldogs, yeah, I don't the think they're just going to. They're yeah. not just going to roll into the top eight like everyone thought. No, no. The, and the other, the other thing it shows you've got to have the paddle. Um, yeah, that's, you yeah. Know, you, you, you take Reed Mahoney out of that game on Saturday, mate. Yeah. They get they get beat by fifty. Yeah, they get flogged. I mate. totally agree, Jared. Yeah. Reed Mahoney was one shining light. Like Matt Burton, like well, he is a great kicker, but he did not move from one patch of field. He basically stayed in a channel. The whole game down the left hand side. He did not cross no, over to didn't. the right once. No, he, mate, and and he walked most of the game. Like he, yep. you paid six. He's got to be in. He's got to be getting multiple touches and getting himself into the game. And I thought, you know, Flanagan probably gonna, you know, he he. I don't know if he's up to first grade level now. Like having watched it, and I can see the reason why Roosters and other clubs, you know, have let him go. So, mate, I think they're in for some pain because they don't have a real like Hayes Perham at fullback. They don't have a class yeah. fullback either. So I'm not. I think it's it's looking well, tough for them. Well, they've got a weak spine. They've got they've got Reed Marnie, yeah. and then the other two are, are questionable at fullback and, and well, number nine. I, I made the point a couple of weeks ago that they are uh, they have this rock solid pattern in attack of playing a left and a right with Burton and, and Flanagan that just mm. doesn't work. Um, and you've got to have the right guys that got some mobility and some brains to be able to do that, which, in my opinion, they don't. I mean, you know, I don't think Flanagan's been ready for first grade since he first came into first grade, so I don't think that's working. And then, um, you know, they had 33 sets in the red zone and couldn't come up with points. Well, I'd rather have the Dolphins' spine. Oh, 100%. 100%. And the other thing, the other thing was um, the um, Cameron Munster the other night, like his, his toughness, say what you to want about him. He field. He, he made, he, so he had the um, compound fracture or dislocation yep. in his finger, made the next tackle, goes off, gets it taped or strapped or whatever, comes back on and, uh, mate, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he was out He's doing great. Cameron Munster has fucking spiders on him. He does, hey. He's he has, getting better and, and Harry better. Grant has brown snakes around his body. <laughs> no one, like when they get moving, it's like no one, it's like they got soap on it. Cameron Munster just, he's one of those guys that's obviously a slight build, but he seems super strong around that sort of If you're a Queenslander or you support Queensland teams, you're fucking walking around just going, it's on. Yeah. This year. Every team won. And yeah. they all look good. What do we, uh, what do we, what's going on? What do we got to uh, look forward to this week, Jared? What are the, what are the, like, early highlighted games for, uh, for this week? Oh, listen, in all seriousness, I do think the key watch for mine this week is the Dragons because. Uh, you know, it's their first, it's their first game. <laughs> no, I, and I am saying it all seriously. It's their, it's their first game. They're at home, and they're going to come up against a very good opponent in the Titans to come off the win. The key watch is whether uh, Foran can play. Um, but you know, there, there's a, clearly a lot of focus and pressure on the on the, the Dragons at the moment. 
you know, the Titans will feel comfortable and, you know, up, up and about this week off the back of that win. You know, travelling clearly is not an issue for them. That's a big watch for mine this week. Right, oh, uh, yeah. my, sorry. I was just going to give you a quick tipping. Um, yes, yeah, so that's a give us the update on the tipping. <laughs> so we've got, <laughs> we, uh, of our 128 tippers, uh, 26 are left for the knockout round, so 100 odd of us got it wrong. Yep. Uh, now, I think, first, uh, I think Yulies are going to tip in on that one. So, yeah, Yulies are right behind the tipping comp. So, uh, pick your beer. I'd say you'd pick ball and all, but, yeah. Anyway, keep going. We've got uh, three blokes who chose the joke around first up, so you get double points. Fucking animal. So, uh, two blokes on ten, someone on eight, and then Condo Condo on seven points. Um, he's the only – well, he didn't take his uh, joke around, and, mate, you're leading the charge. So And I took the Dolphins. And you took the Dolphins. And Jimmy Wu, just let me scroll down I here. Have, I, have, I think you have to <laughs> scroll off your phone. 114th. Um, and the great Ronnie Blakey, the Wazzle commentator, is dead last on one. It's so, well, he didn't get tips in. You mean Vaughn or Ronnie? No, no, no Ronnie. Ronnie's Ronnie. in it too. Ronnie's yeah. last. <laughs> We're going to give it to Ronnie if Ronnie comes last. Oh, that's so good. Who do you, who Derek do you get? Derek Farns. Where's, where's Derek? He's Derek. about mid-table. I think yeah, Barnes he's mid-table. Yeah, he's, so he's four or five. So we all need to pick up our, uh, yeah, our tipping. Woody, you do understand you, how this works, all right? We all need to put in because <laughs> anyone that's going to be above us after round nine, we have to pay out. We have to shower in, in prizes. So Berwick's putting in, Jared's putting in, Sats is doing a good job. Condos there, like you got to lift. I Start went, doing your I went left field. I went crazy, unpredictable. <laughs> I went Canterbury. <laughs> Holy shit! I went Canterbury Bulldogs. That was part them. of Jared's multi. I know. Oh fucking hell, Jesus, Woody. All right, hey, hey, guys, guys, I'm just checking on the rules. This gets paid out at the end of the year, doesn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got 128 in, so that's 20 bucks. So that's the best part yeah, of, right. uh, I don't know, uh, 2,600, 2,580 bucks to the winner. And we've got prizes at round nine, round 18, and round 27, and also the knockout. The knockout. The 26 blokes still in it. Yeah, so, so Woody's got 25 yeah. more rounds. For round nine, if you're beating me in round nine, you get a signed piece of driftwood from Lennox Pub. <laughs> when are you going to take your joke around? Would you use it early up? That, that was ballsy from the he first. He doesn't even know three. what a joke around is. <laughs> I do now. Yeah, I'll be using that when I need it. When I need it right at the end, it'll come in sailing me up the ladder board. Well, Jared, you go back to uh, doing your numbers. The highlight for me this weekend coming up is uh, just having a quick look this morning is the Souths game getting five-and-a-half start against the Panthers and uh, the Sharks getting five-and-a-half against the Eels. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm crunching numbers this morning and rewriting things and I do think at first glance both of those look um, attractive positions and uh, anyone out there that's interested, go to the website reading the play. We had a wee weekend. Mm. Uh, our numbers and, and data and previews stuff will be out to start of the week and uh, our best bet won, gentlemen, so... Um, Bit of a spring in the step and back on Thursday. And you can see Woody has a lot of confidence in your best bet. He took the complete opposite. <laughs> Righto. <laughs> Thank <bet>. you, Jared. <laughs> hey, let's roll on to uh, what What have we been watching or what are we going to watch this week? I've, I've picked up two. I'll go first up. I man- mentioned uh, In Due Time, which is a storm uh, doco on uh, on Pappy. I watched it this morning. It's, it was out uh, yesterday afternoon. It's good. Good watch. It goes for about 25 minutes. And the second one, which is out today, very timely, is Dawn of the Dolphins. Oh, I can't wait for that. So yeah. it's on Stan. So uh, definitely uh, hook into that one tonight. Yeah. Kondo, I watched that um, in due time. Pappenhausen, it's a good watch. It's good, isn't um, 
just want to give a shout-out to Kobe Shikovsky. So that's the son of the great Clinton Shikovsky, who played for the Raiders for many years. Kobe was the kid who put it all together. He was the man behind the camera over there. Oh, really? Um, yeah, good. So he's been involved in the media sort of game for a little while. He's only a young kid, just got his start down there at Melbourne and um, doing a great job. So well done to him. So he does all their social media and that sort of stuff, does he, Barnsley? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, well, uh, uh, very creative in that space. So, yeah, good on him. Yeah, it's good, uh, good docker. It's definitely a, a good one, and uh, I have obviously haven't watched the, the Dawn of the Dolphins, but that's uh, that's on the viewing list tonight. I'm getting some good feedback on the one you uh, tipped the listeners into last week, mate. The Unbroken. Um, yeah, it's really good, isn't it's it? It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark McMorris. It's a pretty crazy story what he mm. came back from to get to that Olympics. Uh, Woody, have you been listening to Anink, watching Anink? Uh, what have I done? I listened to uh, John John Florence podcast with his brother, Nate Florence, and uh, Cole Rothman. Cole Rothman and Nate Florence have a, a podcast, and uh, I listened to that one. You can view it on YouTube as well. Pretty sick. Um, good little insight into kind of how he felt about his world titles and competing and, and all those knee injuries over the last sort of four years to pretty much roll him of another three world titles. So that's worth looking at. It's about 40 minutes. Uh Otherwise, uh, no, I've just been focusing on the NRL and, <laughs> and watching those games and, and just wondering why the fuck I tip the opposite team to what's winning. Right. Well, uh, that's uh, self-explanatory. Uh, Woody's Wellness Corner. Um, you look a bit weary. You're only one week into the eight-week challenge. Uh, you look have you, uh, yeah, have you been, um Have you been on it? All weekend, as in in yeah. the gym and rehabbing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't do any training yesterday. I was like, just wanted to have a day off to recover. But, yeah, back into it this morning and, yeah, I am, everything hurts. Just continually hurting. But, uh, yeah, trying to soldier on, trying to just get, get a good routine going. And um, How are you mixing up your sessions? Is it all, is it all just weight work now? Like at the moment, of- yeah. At the moment, I, I probably do one heavy day, one light day. Back and forth, one fast day and sort of one slow heavy day. What you 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 change your diet and that, mate? Just no sugar and no no alcohol. That's and, pretty much and it. Plenty, and plenty More of coffee. Meat. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Like right now, I haven't eaten yet. I'm going to go home and have probably four or five eggs and like some sausages. That's what I've been. <laughs> I'm just pretending I'm a Viking, but I don't feel like I've gotten any bigger or changed. Uh, Barnsey, uh, you're back out running. Uh, I understand this morning your 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 legs are back in. Reasonable touch, are they? Uh, car's back, mate. But, um, yeah, I've still got a few little issues I've got to deal with. Got some things. I'm going to MRI on Tuesday and trying to work out what's going there. Um, can't kick a barn door at the moment. But, anyway, um, yeah, no, well, good to see that many guys down at the, uh, the run club. That's the hey, It's bloody. What, what did we get down there this morning? Over 20? There'd be 20 odd blokes. Yeah, it's really good. That Monday, if, if anyone's ever keen, it's it's not just a sort of a, just a slow loop. They always mix it up. So, this morning, we were up and down the hill. Um, coming into Lennox, um, sprints up. Young thing, ran it. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Geez, um, tell you what, Forty, I reckon, spends more time in the gym than he spends out of it. He's uh, he's going hard. It's it's it's. Uh, I feel like if if it becomes addictive and you feel good, it, it just takes over your life. Yeah. You can see that with Forty. Yeah, I don't think Forty was that into it about a year or so ago, and now he's. You know, he obviously feels really good and he's... He showed me a photo the other day. It's like his before shot, like when he started doing his training. Yeah. To now. And he's only lost three kilos, but his whole body shape has just changed dramatically. So he went from a melted candle now to a spark. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Said he did no sessions, 
you know, drinking a bit sort of stuff. And um, now he's training. He's the one thing, better. the one thing I would say, just from so far, I'm eight or nine days into it, is uh, no sugar and no alcohol. The yeah. sleep, I'm just yeah. sleeping way better. Like deeper sleep. That's probably the best thing I'm getting out of it. And yeah, not not having any cravings now. Finally, for no sugar is been epic. And don't you reckon that no alcohol sets you up the next day too? Because you get up the next day and you don't eat shit. Like I, if I had a few beers the oh, night yeah. before, you get up and you're like, oh, I'll have a bacon egg roll. Oh, you go skip the session. I hit fucking the servo, the station for about 15 Wardell pies. Yeah. If I've had a big night. Yep. Cheese and bacon, chicken curry. Yep. Dark and mushroom. They're all they're getting a workout. <laughs> Righto, so, boys. Well, we're, yeah. uh, we're wrapping up Monday's experts. Uh, the final word. Final word from you, Bez. Um, swooping magpies begin their um, defending of the crown from last year's yeah. uh, state title. So Do that they? begins next week sometime. Um, so, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not sure what day the game on, but they're playing an Ulsterville team. So they try and see if they can go back to back. Who knows? Go the Maggies. Yeah, good. I'll just say thanks to everyone involved in the uh, Lennox Head Surf Club this year. The kids finished up on the weekend. Because it's done. It's done and dusted. We've got the Prezzo on uh, next Sunday, but the Stewarts, the Robertses, the Matthews, there's a few families down there that um, do a great job and, and give their time, and uh, it was a really good year. So kids really enjoyed it. It's great. Woody, final word. Final word. Uh, if anyone's looking for any tipping information or <laughs> want to just – Get any sort of betting stuff for the NRL this week. Come and see me. Uh, I'll be open. I'm doing a lot of my work out of the bus shelter directly across the road from your house. <laughs> no, I don't have anything. Fuck. All I'd say is, fuck, it's it's round one, guys. So just leave me alone till round nine. We'll see where I'm at. Okay. You're, you're, you're excused till round nine. Uh, final word for Condo is, uh, yes, I actually on the weekend was uh, – Three years since the passing of um, Dan Hoskins, one of our great mates, uh, great mate of the podcast, great community member. Uh, and just, uh, you know, this week, just have a bit of a think about how Dan used to live his life. And that was with a big smile on his face. Massive smile. Oh, let's go. Always surfing. And he was always cheering someone on a wave. Always cheering. Always hurting well someone. Said, boys. Catching mm-hmm. a wave. So, yeah. Righto. We'll catch you back, uh, back here bright and early Thursday morning. smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. (laughs)